Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Coached by Dan podcast. I hope everyone listening is having an absolutely fantastic day so far. This week I had the absolute pleasure of chatting with Emma Story Gordon of ESG Fitness on the topic of is self-doubt holding you back? As a coach, one of the most common traits I have seen in people who are struggling to work towards certain goals is the doubt they have in their own abilities and you know, the barriers they put up themselves over beliefs that are very counterproductive towards the goal at hand. Um, in this podcast, Emma and myself talk all about kind of what self-doubt actually is, you know, what caused it to be there in the first place, and most importantly, kind of how to overcome it. Um, if you want to learn more about Emma or follow her on social media or work with her, her information will be in the show notes. Uh, but guys, enjoy the episode. It is an absolutely phenomenal episode. Enjoy. Emma, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Uh, goes without saying, you're you're very welcome. Wow, thank you very much for having me. Uh, Emma, for anyone who who doesn't quite know who you are, listening to the podcast, um, do you want to give us a rundown kind of who you are, what you do, and all that fun stuff? Okay, so I'm Emma, or most people in the fitness industry know me as ESG, which are my initials, not my first name, which some people get confused about. Um, I run. A number of businesses. I'm primarily a online personal trainer or online coach, but I also run a nutrition course with Amelia, and I run a business mentoring course with my business partner Emil. Fantastic. The ESG thing. Would many people call you ESG or like, as they like? Yeah, that's just actually, like most people call me. Yeah, and then if someone calls me Emma, I'm more like. Oh, someone actually knows like you know that like, I'm like oh that's next level like you know you know me oh brilliant <laughs> but no that's amazing In a, yeah oh unreal and yeah um EIQ what's called my flatmate Paddy he's not here right now um I, I was talking to Amelia there a few weeks ago for a podcast and like the man he goes on about EIQ and how brilliant it is I'm kicking myself for not getting on this year so next enrollment i'll be well there's there's always time september oh. enrollment's coming up oh we'll bring up that yeah no 100 september 100 i'll be very much 100 getting on up there uh genuinely can't wait he like he just it's a kind of everyday studying with it he's just coming to me oh damn this is not like shit i just i, I should have gotten on with jock in a way so yeah come september i'll be all over that um so topic of today's podcast is the idea like is self-doubt holding you back and i suppose like, well, I think one of the main reasons like, I love your content, everything put on social media, it's very much like, like as a coach, like I'm sure you kind of relate, like self-doubt is with um, the majority of times I work with anyway, like the big common denominator as to kind of like why they're struggling before working with a coach or obviously still during while working with a coach, bringing them where they want to be. You know, and that could be for a number of different reasons. And like your content is very much like, there's so much going over kind of like why it could be there, why it's holding people back. And I think kind of making people just simply aware that it's a thing and kind of talking about it and making it more kind of normalized. It's kind of like, oh, hang on a minute. Do you know what? Like I'm feeling this way, but these people are telling me that this is normal. It happens to a lot of people. And I suppose even just kind of that kind of normalizing of the topic is so helpful for just kind of helping someone take that first step to kind of realizing, oh shit, do you know what? I actually can do this. Why not? And I suppose this podcast, I really kind of want to kind of be that podcast in terms of like someone can go to listen to be like, oh my God, like, do you know what? Dan and Emma made so much sense about this. Cool. I can do whatever the hell I want. Do you know what I mean? So, so with all that being said, first things first, like for anyone who doesn't actually know what it is, because I feel like it's one of those topics that I suppose 
it can be there, but they don't really have a label for it. Like, what actually is self-doubt for those who don't really know what it is? I mean, great topic. And I think um, it is so common. And I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there with, you know, getting people to realise that they're not the only people that feel that way. And actually a lot of people feel that way. And I would say most people feel that way. And really the difference between people who get results and people who don't get results and this might sound like quite tough love and a little bit harsh but it's the people who don't use that as an excuse like a lot of people accept their self-doubt and just like they're a victim to it effectively they're like I don't think I can do it so I'm not even going to try whereas if you accept that yeah okay I have got a bit of self-doubt but the only way to get past self-doubt is action by like increasing the amount that you trust yourself like proving to yourself that you can do hard things that's how you get over self-doubt so inaction is just going to perpetuate the the position that you're you're in at the moment um and coaching can help that because it's someone who believes in you who supports you who can see you progress and someone who's seen a million people or maybe not a million but like thousands of people in your position who have got the results that they're looking for and yeah that realization that we all have these feelings like even the people that you're looking up to and you're like they're so successful or they're exactly where I want to be or that's what I want to achieve they felt exactly the same as you and in fact they probably have those same feelings I think the same thing comes up with confidence like people will look at someone else and be like I wish I was as confident as them you have no idea what's going on in their head like I 100% guarantee that they're not as confident as like how they're acting and I think a lot of confidence is a bit of an act but it's an act that like it's kind of a cycle like you act more confident thus you do more things thus you push yourself outside of your comfort zone a little bit and then you realize it's not that bad so you build confidence so then you push yourself a little bit more that's it's similar with self-doubt like you're proving to yourself that you can do these hard things so your question was what is self-doubt and I think it's slightly different for everyone but it's just that concept of essentially not believing in yourself um and the problem when you don't believe in yourself is that you can't fully commit to something that you don't believe in and I spoke about this a little bit yesterday but this comes with like goal setting as well so setting yourself goals that you don't fully believe that you can achieve is kind of pointless like a lot of people push setting really, really big goals that excite you. And I'm, I'm all for that, but you need to remember the small goals that you actually think that you can achieve. There's absolutely no point saying, I want to run a marathon if you think that you have absolutely no, like if you can, can't even envisage yourself running a marathon, that's a really stupid goal to have. You might have it in the back of your head. It's like your high end big goal. Maybe in five years, I'll run a marathon. But your goal now should be, can I run for a full 10 minutes without stopping? Like that yeah. might be where you're at. Do so you need to, and, and if you think, yeah, do you know what? I, I fully can commit to making sure that I go out and I run three times a week for at least 10 minutes. Do you think you can do that? If you fully think you can do that, yes, commit to that. That's your first goal. And then you start to increase that to more and more. And then, yeah, maybe you do run the marathon in five years or in a year or however long it's going to take you. But if you've got to have those first steps and that's how you commit to something. And that's kind of how you, push against your self-doubt because you're proving to yourself by your own actions that yes you can do these things sweet i love that i think it's that idea of overwhelm and kind of like you know working towards the goal i think like with that self-doubt it's kind of like you know you see you know people who are whatever their goals are they kind of see others doing it or others who have achieved and kind of think geez they must have done 
all of this, all of this, all of that. And it's kind of like things living in the gym, you know, fucking starve himself, doing all all sorts. Kind of like I can't commit to that. I work. I have responsibilities. I have this and that. And you kind of feel like they got through everything and the fucking kitchen sink at the at the situation. And like that can just like that does turn you off anything. You know, if if you in your if in your mind you kind of think like Jesus, like if you can almost kind of validate yourself or rationalize yourself why you can't do it, it becomes a lot easier to not do it. So like the idea of the marathon, kind of like if you if you want to run a marathon but you can barely get through like a, a like two, three, four, five k without stopping, it's kind of like okay instead of kind of freaking yourself out with this big massive four hour run which just doesn't sound fun at all to me it's kind of like you know yeah. break it down like run for five minutes without stopping run for six seven ten fifteen twenty minutes without stopping you know once it likes to kind of you know if, if i'm if, like if i'm trying to run, like go down the stairs if i jump down the top one I'm going to have a bit of a bad time at the bottom. If I go step by step by step, I'll get to the bottom of the stairs, my legs fully intact, and I'll be, you know, where I want to be. Um, I think another point you kind of mentioned there was kind of like, you know, with self-doubt, it's kind of like, and this is what I kind of say to people who are kind of like, kind of like, almost like kind of tough to love side of things. It's kind of like the goals you set for yourself, like obviously if you have a coach, they obviously care about it, but like with your goals, it's like no one gives as much of a shit about your goals as you do. That kind of way, and if 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 like the universe doesn't care, this like nothing's going to align to have you do it. It's a case of like if you want X, Y, Z, if you want these things, like it's up to you to kind of realize, you know, I've got to do something about it. I've got to put something in place, and you know, that's kind of when you kind of realize that and you have that self doubt. It's kind of like, well, how do we begin kind of removing that self? How do we got to go back kind of understand like right? You know, it's it's one, it's all well and good saying. Oh, I understand what you're saying, but it's also another thing, kind of actually, kind of putting into play. Like, how, how do, do we deal with like, cravings? How would, someone, how would you kind of things like, again? Would you say some of the common things, good or bad food, to, that you know, kind of start? I hear a lot about even people more belief in themselves. You know, like clients kind of going over the calories because they were craving certain food, or you know, just cravings generally popping up quite a lot. I mean, an interesting concept you touched on there. We look into cravings. You know, I'm sure we've seen infographics. Not just no one really cares about your goals apart from you, but oh, if you're craving this food, well, have this food because it has this. It's like to an extent, yeah, that right, could so help. It's kind of like, like an arbitrary thing. Why are we depriving people of having a fucking bar of chocolate? They want a bar of chocolate. Again, like I said before, life's too short to fucking like not have a bar of chocolate whenever you fucking fancy it. If we can control the controllables, having a little bar of chocolate every now and then is not going to ruin your fucking life. Don't treat like to achieve hard things. Cravings. So, what are cravings? Cravings is, do you know what? Actually, let me just be a little bit of a smarty right now. So, like, it doesn't really matter where you end up. the definition of cravings. Right, so um, cravings. Personal trainers now looking to grow businesses. A powerful like, desire for have something. Long-term goals you know, of, like I want to make a million. Okay, cool. You know, you crave nothing, chocolate. I mean, you, you have, have a powerful desire for more bar chocolate. Same milk. with Chris. And whatever it is, you 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 crave. Nothing like, really special. For you, you listen right now. I want you to. We're gonna kind of do a little kind of task like, in this podcast. I want you to kind of think about you know your cravings. What foods do you usually crave? Is it salty food? With, like, is your, it know, sweet food? Is it more specific? Marathon, is it chocolate? Is it crisps? Day, is it pizza? Is it, amazing? you know, I mean, it's, it's salt caramelized? What is it you... Is it wine? What, what do you crave all the time? Get, and first thing first, ask yourself, 
on is the it actually a bad thing that to makes crave? you grow as a person. Our so cravings like, are bad Goals thing. are really just inherently, like no, a they're vehicle not. for... And there's nothing wrong with having cravings. Cravings don't make you a bad person. which directions you're going to live your you life. Know, giving into cravings don't make you a bad um, person. It doesn't really do that anyway. And, and what does another thing that you were talking about... Well, it means really probably... In more yeah, I mean, regards to self It's to an extent. We're probably implementing some degree of restriction. But it's like a positive bias of... Don't get me wrong. We can, you know... I don't really want to put in the effort to try to achieve this also. I'm going to chocolate every now and then. why I can't do it. Pleasure or why someone else has done it, but I can't or do no, it. Sorry, get an Easter egg and uh, broken up the in the freezer. The assumption that I time. like to make whenever um, I see anyone in a position where I know, want to be, they'll like, still be there. The like, yeah, so it's case like right now. How can we work around that? Some guy that's made. So me. I think it's said beforehand. You know, I always just we we want to remove stigma from food and we're going to crave food that we for a longer period of time deprive ourselves of. Like it's important. If I go three days without drinking water. With on the third day, like I'm probably going to be right really person, thirsty. And as soon as I see a bottle of water, I'm necking that like there's no tomorrow. But I think that we often If I haven't had a shower like in three days part. and I smell, I feel None sticky. None of us. Like, unless you're listening and you're an elite level athlete. The minute I see a shower and some, some shampoo, some shower gel, I'm in there like fucking swimming. For someone to say, like... If I haven't brushed my teeth in three days... My mouth's going to feel gross, I'll have shit in my it's tongue, I'll like have my teeth, my mouth, I'll have bad breath, I'll, I'll just suck in general. Then I see a toothbrush and mouthwash, I'll fucking go for it, you know? And like I said there, it's when we deprive ourselves of certain AMI. things, that is not we desire them a lot like more. Out with anyone and it's the same with your food. So if, if you are depriving yourself of whatever that food is we talk about before, whatever that food is, it might be we're impossible gonna want for you a lot to more. break the world record for And it means that when we get that food, we're probably going to need a lot more of it Olympics than we want. It's not impossible and those can back, you brings back that negative feedback loop of, I've had a bad food, again, I feel like shit, I'm going to put myself on having this food, like love, and then the cycle repeats it, itself. And it's a bit of a negative it's feedback loop. empowering than anything else. So what can we do? Well, we got to fucking recognize that we're fucking adults here. Do you know? Oh no, don't tell me how to have chocolate. Yeah, don't fucking have chocolate every single Don't have a massive, enormous fucking bar down. The way you kind of explain it there is something similar to how I kind of look at it. kind of like, you know, whenever I'm kind of like, you know, all that crack. Fuck me, like, I'm in a situation of kind of like, if you feel like you're craving, like, you know, like, look at your diet. You know, probably restricted to a massive extent. There was a time where Michael Phelps had never been in a pool before. So, again, recognize, you know, he wasn't like, I'm eating this for the flavor, I'm eating this for the texture, I'm eating this for the texture. You know, because you're eating chocolate and spam, it's not going to win. Sprinkle them in throughout Small bit of chocolate here. And the Monday. His values were like half bar on the Wednesday, half bar on the Friday, half bar on the Sunday. Job done. Every few weeks of time and effort getting there. Fucking do your thing. And like, keep it minimal. If I wanted to be a swimmer, I want to be a really good swimmer. Do you need whatever you're craving? I look at Michael Phelps and it's kind of like, you know, he can do it. He was a normal person. But your habits, you know, he was just swimming. They're causing that to be there in the first place. Probably are. It's causing that to happen. really good by doing it over and over again. It's like, why can't I? Sprinkle them in small amounts and that should be massively helpful. Extent, and again, it takes time, though, but actually trying to kind of remove the, the stigma around these so foods like, can be so, so There's also an element of kind of like, bad make your goals, cravings, you, food you're restricting, not bad foods. I think that element of comparison can really have them in smaller amounts and you should be a lot more self-doubt than anything. So the key thing I'm going to like, you know, like, simmer down from a coaching point of view. You know, you know restriction. You know, I, I would follow now, like to Finally, I want to talk about the idea of having slow metabolism. Like, you know, I suppose 50, 40, but isn't your quote unquote slow metabolism away. that is see, like, coaching wise, like, you know, they're launching this, launching that. So, I could sit back and be like, you know, you'll oh maybe God, say, oh, oh geez, media, he or she are doing everything they want, but they're so skinny, their metabolism so fast. What am I doing wrong? But then I'm kind of saying, like, hang on, it's because I'm not like, you know, 
you know, it's, it's at, at the, the end of the day, it's not don't compare your chapter to someone else's chapter ten. That kind of way. Like, um, my metabolism kind of is, is a from very my point of view is like, oh, like everyone has metabolism. Doing that. Right? I haven't a clue but, like what you're doing behind the you know, scenes. I haven't a clue what you're doing. The situation. I haven't a clue the work you're putting in. My head's kind of like, well, if they're in that position, you know, they probably doing what I'm doing. The much greater sense, a lot longer, a lot more effort. It's kind of like disorder. There's a reason like your metabolism get there. It's more so case of you know, I've just got to do. Put more, way, more, more, you know? more, put more into it. And I suppose we, that's the big thing. It's kind of like, you know, make, we make almost your have very subjective like, towards yourself. But with the mini start trying to achieve with someone else, not going to be the reason someone else. It's kind of like, you know, it's like a, it's an endless journey that's not going to happen. You look at those like, I'm not you, guys and girls who my goals are my goals, quote, unquote, your goals. Everything you know, in front of them. The minute I stop trying to stay so skinny. You know, the more effort I put into look at their habits outside being with someone else, it's time to take away from affecting your kid. I was improving what I have. I like both from a goal point of view, I think having that kind of put element of kind of, you know, kid, unique DJ, to it, it's so important. put for me, I fucking ate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still strong and at the fuck, though. I'm so skinny. But why? Swept up well, in it's good to play football. Trained twice a week and played once a week. About, um, I played tennis in once a week. I trained people once a week and played once a week. I played hockey, them, trained instead twice a week, played once a week. I had sports in school once a week. And you're not you know, there yet. Um, like that's, I played club that hockey at the same it. time. Like, I did a lot gold. of stuff. If you can away, do so that, you can look at other I was burning like, like a fucking ton of calories like, to the point where I could, if I ate a ton of food, I'd still be somewhat maintaining or somewhat of a deficit. Without realizing that. When we look at mental metabolism, we want to look at this. We want to look at four main areas. Four you say is your slow metabolism. Look at these big areas, right? What's your energy, your expenditure like? The intake versus your output. You know, like it's a really bad example because my from activity level in like general you know we want to look at four parts your BMR your BMR is your base of metabolic like, rate so for you example know, I got asked that's going to go by your height your age your weight and the amount of calories you burn your day that's going to be like 70% that's going to be the majority of it based on your height your age your weight that's going to be you know and the reason I'm better than you it's not going to change too much because I'm anything special and we have three things we can control from an energy expenditure point of view and also we have our thermal effect of feeding with the calories we expend metabolizing like food. Everyone can't no. win the Olympics, but we have our NEAT, your non activity thermogenesis. You, you know, the calories spent through non sports based things. You know, your walks, your steps, your gardening, your this, your that, and your EAT, your excellent activity thermogenesis. Calories burned through sports based things. Other things involved, like we've also got the calories you take in. All the way, you know, are you eating in that calorie deficit? Like, there are so many is your metabolism or is your food? So many guarantee so much, so much of it. Those who are saying it's their metabolism, work, and you'll notice either are extremely inactive, people who work really hard tend you know, to just be really don't lucky. have any like, form of resistance training. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, oh, I'm so lucky that this business happened. They get very poor quality sleep, which can affect everything. And from a food point of view, you know, they could be going through, you know, they could be probably eating more foods than than you think. Could be through the idea of good or bad food, managing cravings, all that fun stuff. But the reality is, you know, slow metabolism isn't what's causing weight gain to be an issue. It's going to be, you know, the fact that your energy expenditure is not matching that of your intake. Like when you, you want to lose like, body fat, the sooner you take action, the sooner you take ownership and like, realize it's not a slow metabolism, but a normal yeah, metabolism. Like that? You, you know, again, unless you have any actual genuinely before. diagnosed disorders. And same with when you, know, you see anyone do um, anything, they're really, really good at. Like, eat, sort out your, your, your calorie intake. When you see her speak, you know, spend a few more calories, obviously steps, training, all that sort of stuff. And obviously improve your sleep stress management. It's a lot easier to be said than being said than done. That's why she's I'm not considering being like that. That's fucking easy to do. It's not. But it's what I help people do. You know, this is all stuff I want to highlight 
to oh, highlight to you, like, you know, be referenced to yourself, like, is something you're struggling it's with? It's not fair. Um, and again, know, do you feel like you and if it's good or bad food? Do you feel like you don't manage cravings and that affects your diet? And do you feel like, you know, you're not losing your slow metabolism? We just kind of talk about there as in why, you know, slow metabolism probably isn't why you're not losing and that assumption if any of these kind of factors feel in any way relatable and I think or any of these factors feel now, somewhat like do you know what I need to sort this out I would absolutely love to help you out um, if you feel like you know my coaching service could be of help to you with any of these areas your training nutrition sleep stress you know, I help men and women just like you listening to this right now drop body fat build muscle get stronger both mentally physically to be the happiest healthiest most confident versions as they can be and if you feel like I'm someone that can help you achieve that I would love to help you out head over to www.coachbydan.com Com, or just DM me at Coach by Dan or email me Danary's personal training at gmail.com or call me on this number. I'm not getting fine. But listen, if you feel like I can help you in any of the things, let me know. But guys, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 73 of the podcast. I do really appreciate it. As always, if you're on iTunes, you know, feel free to give five star ratings. If you're on Spotify, you know, follow the podcast. It's one of those books that I from there. Guys, have an absolutely phenomenal day. If you're listening to this on the Friday, have a great like halfway through. We'll chat soon. Like you kind of got the gist of it. And whenever a new story came up, it was kind of like, well, I know what's going to happen. I didn't actually finish the book. So I was kind of like, you know, I can kind of tell if you give me the situation, I can tell you can kind of predict like this is probably what's going to happen. These are two options. They went for this one. They did bits. Do you know what I'm going to But like, it's, it's, yeah. it was, it's I, one of those I things. think that was like all self-help books, really. It's like, you can yeah. get the gist from the first yeah. half, maybe even first quarter of the book. And then you're like, okay, so this is just reiterating the same idea. But yeah. it's such a powerful idea. Yeah. And I think it, it doesn't just come up in, like it comes up in every single area of your life. And when you, like after reading the book, like every conversation I had, I was like, fixed mindset. Like yeah. obviously I wasn't the only person that was saying that, but I was just yeah. like, yeah. And I think especially, which is so ironic, but especially with personality traits, we just accept it. It's like, mm. someone will be like, oh no, it's just the way I am. Like even like in relationships and stuff, it's like, I have avoidant personality so you know that that's just the way I am like, no no, yeah. no if that's if like that if that's a problem to you change it like yeah. it's a fixed mindset like your personality is changeable if there's traits about yourself that you don't like yeah. you can change them if you're saying to yourself and again this comes up with like self-doubt as well oh I'm just the kind of person who doesn't have any confidence and doesn't believe in themselves hmm. okay if you want to stay like that fine accept that but the truth is you can change but you have to choose to change. And I think it's much more comfortable. And you said this before, but it's much more comfortable to stay in that mindset and to stay and just to use these things as excuses or like barriers not to do something. And maybe the truth is you don't really want it enough. And like you were talking about Michael Phelps, one of the reasons he's a better swimmer than you, there are many, but one of the reasons is because he's trained more than you. And maybe you don't want it that much. Like it's not of interest to you. It's someone else's goal. And I think accepting that is fine. Like, I have this a lot with clients who are like, maybe they've lost all the weight that they quote unquote needed to lose, but they they partly want to get a little bit leaner. But sometimes I think like, is that just a societal norm that you think that you want to get leaner? And then when we break it down and we're like, here are your values, here's what's important to you. And actually the reason that you're struggling at the moment is because you just don't want it enough. And that isn't to say, like, I think this is where that gets, like, taken in the wrong context, because what I'm not saying is you need to want it more. What I'm saying is you don't want it enough, and that's fine. And as soon as you accept that, you stop beating yourself up for not wanting it enough. You're like, okay, no, there's other important things in my life that I care about more than losing a little bit more body fat. 
that's fine but that acceptance stops you getting so frustrated about the fact that you're not still losing weight you're like okay uh, this is actually where I'm happy and I can accept that and yeah it that's when you need to just make sure that your goals are aligned with your values and what's important to you and not what society thinks you should look like or what someone else's goals are or even like what you think that your coach wants your goals to be because I think that can happen as well like oh yeah well I'm working with this personal trainer so obviously they want me to lose weight not at all like Mm -hmm. not at all it's completely on you and I don't know if you get this but I often get asked Oh, like, what do you think my goal should be now? Like, there's no way I'm. I, I can't tell you a goal, and yeah, it would be yeah. pointless for me to give you a goal. Like, it has to come from you. Yeah, I can bleed back, completely back down. Like, yeah, no, it has happened a lot. With kind of like, I've done this now. What I'm like, I don't know. What do you want to do? Like, what do you like? It's, and it's one of those things. Kind of like, you, like you may not know exactly what it is now, and having that clarity is so important. But it's kind of like you know, take time and think about it. You know, you're in no rush to move to the next thing. Of course, keep progressing in all ways, shapes, and forms you can, but kind of like, you know, like, what do you want to do? Like, like someone after the fat loss phase, what should you do now? It's like, I don't know, what, what do you want to do? It's like, well, I've never been like super strong before. It's like, okay, good, we have a go along with that. It's, 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 and I've, it's, that, it's that one thing you mentioned there about that kind of societal norm and kind of like, you know, you may have lost, you know, oh, Dan, I want to lose 20 pounds. Cool, we lose 20 pounds. And it's kind of like, you know, maybe they like they were happy like 15, 10 pounds then. And they're kind of like, oh, but I need to lose more because, you know, that's just how it should be. And kind of like, you know, and I think, honest to God, one of the be- biggest wins I felt from a coaching point of view is kind of like, it, it got it past the physical change, more so the mental change and kind of like having them kind of recognize like, hang on a minute. No, no, no. It, it's not about what Instagram, what society thinks I should be. It's kind of like, what the fuck do I want? Like me personally, like I remember last summer, you know, like my, like me, I'm like, I'm like a fucking yo-yo with what I do want to do. Like remember last time I want to do a, I want to do a photo shoot. Like I really lean for it. And then I was like, hang on a minute. I don't want to do a photo shoot. Cause like, I'm just not going to use these photos for Instagram. Cause I just, I, I'm not really like that. So I was like, I'll get lean and for, for the challenge and kind of never done it before. I was like, I think it'd be kind of cool. Put a bit of, a bit of a size on, um, lockdown happened. And I got a bit too kind of loose with food. I was like, ground, I'll, I'll drop it more down there. I was like, do I want to compete? I think I want to compete. You know, and it kind of goes back and forth. And goes, it's just that having that clarity is really important, I suppose. You know, and me personally, I kind of recognize I'm kind of like, you know, I maybe I want to compete in the future, but right now it's kind of like, I want to be happy. I want to be, I want to feel good. I want to feel, I want to feel like I have energy. I want to feel like I can, you know, walk up the fucking stairs to my apartment and not be out of breath. I want to do X, Y, and Z. I want to be a role model for my clients. And I, want, I want to be able to kind of just do things and kind of like, that's my values now. It's kind of like my goals, training related, food related, all that stuff related is, is towards that, you know? I, I started seeing someone about a year ago now and I suppose one of the biggest things I had then was like my life is just work, work, work. You know, I, was, I was growing the business, I was doing that. Like my goals are just work. She came in and all of a sudden she was like, you are just working. What about me? And I'm like, actually shit, you know what? And like my values would have shifted towards that now. And it's kind of like, you know, they'll always change and like, you know, your goals can't just be set by what someone Instagram's doing, what society's doing, what, what someone else is doing. It's kind of like, what's going on in your life right now? What do you really like? What do you really value? And Set your goals based on that because not only will it be something more inclined to work towards because obviously one of the biggest things i found with self-doubt is kind of like when you when you have a goal that you know it's 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 not yours it's kind of like the idea of kind of like you don't want it bad enough it's like you don't want it bad enough you just don't want that you know if it was something more subjective towards yourself it's kind of like maybe more of a drive to yourself to put the work in but it's kind of like 
and especially when it comes to things like breaking them down small as well like we talked about earlier on it's kind of like when you make it a much easier thing to work towards but also what you actually want to do like comparing it to other things you've worked towards that's more than likely going to be the goal you fucking kill because it's something you actually want you know yeah yeah and i think the other thing is goals change right and you just said that your goals change you don't want to change your goals all the time it probably means that they weren't really aligned with what you actually wanted to do but yeah as life circumstances change goals changes as well and like what's more important to you changes and you might have periods of time in your life where you can be effectively really selfish and compete on a bodybuilding show or something and then other times we're like actually i i care more about giving more time to my family than i do about spending extra time in the gym now so that needs to change and those goals need to shift and i still want to have a great physique but now i need to balance that with something else in my life so that's an important concept as well and then I thought like what is interesting is this notion of picking up on other people's goals I think part of that is like diet culture of like women have been told forever that they need to look a certain way or be skinny and I mean to some extent men as well um but and and then like out with the fitness industry things like oh like thinking that you'll be happy when you've got a house a wife 2.5 kids and like a car on finance and all this stuff and it's like well that's like society's goals for you really Mm. and we're often brainwashed into thinking like that's what success is is to have a nice house a huge amount of debt and a family when actually that isn't everyone's goals and like to push against that is quite a hard thing to do mentally but once you can do that and realize what you actually want because a lot of the time like most people don't know what they actually want And I think that's part of the reason that they just fall down into like the societal norms because it's hard to know what you really want. And it's a big question to ask yourself. So you're kind of like, well, I don't really know what I want. So I'll just do what I think everyone else wants of me or I'll do what I think society wants of me. Anyway, I read this thing. I just got it up. This is just a little small um, tweet I guess um and it's on the mimetic theory of desire and it says humans are like sheep we don't know what we want so we imitate each other instead of creating our own desires we desire the same things as other people and I was like that's pretty spot on but it takes it takes like quite a lot of perspective and to be quite bold and ask yourself big questions to realize that you do that as well and then like that can open a whole can of worms because then you're like what actually like what do I want and like how much of what I even think that I want has actually just been like almost brainwashed onto me from like even just like subconscious exposure to different messages on social media or like growing up and like how your parents brought you up what was important to them how that's reflected on you and yeah it's that's a biggie it, no, it is. And it, it's it's like we talked about earlier on about the barriers. It's kind of like when you've been doing something for so long and you're kind of like, you then ask the big question of, is what I want? No. And it's kind of like, is that kind of some cost fallacy? Kind of like, you know, you put so much time and effort into this one thing, you know, you know for a while the other thing will make you happier, but it, it requires kind of like climbing back up the ladder again, you know, starting from scratch. And like, it's like, it, it's scary. You know, I remember like back, so I, I like back on myself, I dropped out of college two months into my second year because I was like I was studying music in German I I really I I've musical background I think it's real fun I fucking enjoy it I went to a German school all my life I'm kind of like I thought we'd go to college to like learn I wanted to teach it that'd be really fun um I remember it was 
I don't remember the exact moment, it was in second year, where you're reading this German book about a kid who like, it's really weird. He turns into like a like a like a human sized cockroach, and the family have to care. It's really weird. But I was kind of sat there in class, and I was like, "This, like, why am I here? Like, I don't want to be doing this. This is weird. This is strange. This is when I want to do it all. I want to do other stuff." And that's how I kind of got into personal training because, like, training, gym, all that fun stuff, really fascinating. And I was like, I could see myself doing this and how people doing that. I'd love to do it. And but like, from having the initial thought of fuck, I don't want to be reading a book for an hour one, twice a week on a fucking human-sized cockroach to, I want to leave this arts course and start a fucking business. It's kind of like, you know, this that, that was what, 20, she's 29, 20, I remember, it was, I think it's 2018, 2017. So it's like almost, it was four years ago at this point now, you know, kind of that I kind of made that decision. And like at the time, if someone told me like, right, it's going to be four years where you're going to be at a point where like you, you, you're kind of, you know, you're in a position where you're like, you're doing all right. You're happy enough. But like, it was a lot of fucking work to get there. I had a, I had a problem like, Ooh, do you know what? I'll, I'll finish the book. I'll, I'll learn what the cockroach boy does. But now it's kind of like, looking back now, it's kind of like, it's not easy to do. And it's kind of like, it's, it's scary when you're kind of like, you know, like for me, I was kind of like, it was kind of like, right. I will like, in theory, it's kind of like, I will leave this like arts course, which was, wasn't hard to get into to, to then go into a, a career that's very much like, you know, you, you you go from nothing to starting a business. You know, your, your income is your clients, you get in the gym. You know, you've no marketing background, but also now you're moving to the market to get clients in the door. It's kind of like, oh, what's going on? And like, it, like it, at first I'm kind of like, you know, in hindsight, I was kind of like, holy shit, that was scary. But like, I'm a lot happier now than I was back then. And I'm fucking glad that I had those difficult conversations with myself because if I didn't, I'd be fucking miserable. I think like that's one of the biggest barriers in that massive thing. It's kind of like, it's scary admitting that you want change. And like, sometimes that change can be a lot more than you think it's going to be. And it kind of goes back to what we said towards the start, you know, when you think about like throwing everything in the kitchen sink at it, it's overwhelming. And when anything's overwhelming, it's kind of like, just stop. But like, it's kind of just break it down small. Like first step for me, like fill out the form, drop out. Step two, find a PT course. Step three, show up to that PT course. Step four, pass this PT course. Step five, get a job in a gym, get clients, do X, Y, Z. And like, like what I'm doing now is like, I didn't plan to be, you know, what is it? July 7th on a podcast with Emma Story Gordon. It was more so a case of like, it just happened. Like how things went, I started a podcast, I got guests on, I enjoy myself and it's, it's a good way of sharing content. And I really enjoy doing it. But like back then, like I didn't clue where I was going. It was more so a case of, I know kind of what I want. I'll kind of do things that will help me get there. And like, by like, looking back now like i think one thing is kind of we're very much focused on what it is we want to achieve but we kind of forget like what we've done to get to where you are now and like even this kind of this mini reflection kind of from the last three and a half four years i'm kind of like holy shit that was actually kind of cool it was a lot and like if i told little fucking 19 year old dan like that's what's gonna fucking happen four years ago even like nah do you know what i'll stay, I'll stay put you know it's, it's good but like you know it, it's 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 always easier said than done but it's kind of like if you can imagine yourself in the future with what you want to achieve and knowing it's possible. Like if someone else can do it, you can do it too. You know, it's almost, it's you've just taking that, the journey that as well, right? Like you've enjoyed the mm. hard work. Whereas, you know, finishing your German would have been hard work as well, but not got you where you wanted to be. And a good way to look at this, and I mean, you're so young that it's ridiculous for you to be like, oh yeah, there's a bit of sunk cost there. Like, yeah. no, no. But there are people who are maybe, you know, older and moving over to personal training and things. And, and I speak to a lot of guys, especially with the AF mentors now who are thinking about maybe changing careers, but they've put in, you know, five years of education, 
thousands and thousands of pounds in tuition fees and then potentially 10 years working up a career ladder and then they're like mm, I think I want to be a personal trainer mm-hmm. that's huge right and, yeah. and a better way to frame this because if you look at it that way you're like there's a huge sunk cost here and actually I have a really nice career I don't enjoy it but it makes me good money I'm not uncomfortable I'm not massively unhappy I just think that this is my passion and this is what I want to do and such a good way to frame it and I think the first time I heard of this although I'm sure that other people have used this concept before but it was Jeff Bezos looking at regret minimization so frame it as in look back at your life when you were 60 or when you are 60 70 80 whatever you want it like the number doesn't really matter would you regret not doing this like would you regret and the thing is, worst case scenario, it doesn't work and you have to go back to your job. Or worst case scenario, it didn't work as a personal trainer and you're like, okay, so I'm four years down the line. It didn't work. I'm going to go back and finish my German thing. Yeah. Like, not an ideal situation, but would you regret not trying? Yeah, you would have regretted not trying. So do it. Like, that's a good way to sort of frame loads of decisions that you make in life. Like, would I regret not doing this later on in life? And I think that's a really helpful framework for, for like bigger decisions in your life. I love that. That's huge. I've never, I've never had that before, but like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's nice. It kind of takes the pressure off little decisions as well. Cause you're like, yeah. Yeah. Would I regret not doing this? Yes. No. Bam. The easy way to make that decision. I think what's well, another thing as well, as I'm going to put it, it's kind of like, it's like worst case scenario, what happens? You're not going to lie. Like I don't like I, I've, 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 I've had the kind of worst case scenario talk to myself before. And like, I remember before I was doing anything, I was a barista at a coffee shop. And I think it like, honestly, God, like making coffee is like the most relaxing job of all time. Like you just smell coffee all day. It's really, it's really like having to actually do. So like worst case scenario, I'll just, I'll just work in a cafe and chill out there. Not going to wait. That's, that's always been my kind of go-to. Let's, let's go back to that. Cause it was, it was fun. I, I was happy doing it. Not going to I go back to college in German. It's kind of like, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's also a nice way to kind of so, look at it. it. It's funny you just say that. Like, I guess this is like the, an equivalent but a lot of um philosophers or that kind of person um spend a period of time living with nothing so Mm. they're like i know that i can get by living on a tin of like chickpeas and i don't know three pounds a a week or something i some often in like a different country Mm. and the reason that they do that is because they're like okay that's for me that's rock bottom and I know I'm fine like if I can live like that for a year I know I'm fine that means that you have this again like it comes back to self-belief oh what a great what a great uh, way to round back but it comes back to self-belief that I can make it work with very little and nothing will be that bad like worst case scenario I know it can still work so what's the harm in trying all this stuff like what's the harm in taking these risks because it yeah, is a risk yeah. sometimes and like trying is a bit of a risk because you might fail but knowing that if you fail you're still going to be okay gives you that like confidence in yourself to then take that risk um and and I actually quite like the idea of catastrophizing things like what is the worst case scenario what, what's the worst thing that could possibly happen mm-hmm. and then don't stop there be like and then what would I do like worst case scenario I lose my job that would be awful and that's when most people stop like oh my god I'd lose my job I'd have to sell my house because I couldn't pay for the mortgage and I'd have to like sell my car as well okay and then what 
well, I don't know, I'd probably get another job or let's figure out a way. Yeah, yeah, you would always figure it out. That's the point is that like, we don't give ourselves enough credit for how resilient we are. Like I imagine that if I said to you two years ago, there's going to be this huge global pandemic and this, this, this is going to happen. You'd be like, holy, like what the hell? But have you managed? Yeah, you've been fine. Like you worked it out because you're resilient. You found a way and we all have. And I think that like trusting in yourself that actually you will find a way like tough things happen and they're somewhat unavoidable and you can't control a hell of a lot of what happens to you, but you can control how you respond to that. Yes. Yeah. yeah I love that. And like, you know, you're dead, right? Like two years ago, some say to me, pandemic, good luck. I'm like, all right, cool. Fucking, how do I get back into this? Where, where's my fucking German cockroach boy book thing? Do you know what I mean? yeah. like, 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 like it is like the, the catastrophizing kind of way of looking at it. It like, it, it like, at face value, it does sound quite grim, but it's also like, if you can be cool with kind of like, again, if you're doubting, you know, what, if you've done, if you've very clear goals as to what you want to work towards and you're doubting that, it's kind of like, okay, cool. That doubt could be there, but it's kind of like, say you work towards it and, and it doesn't work out. Like you'll be kicking yourself a lot longer for not giving it a go as opposed to like, oh, I gave that a go. It didn't work. I'm back to this now. Wasn't for me. I'm happy. It, it, like, and that feeling of kind of like uncertainty of like, you know, maybe that, maybe this isn't for me maybe i don't want to like me if maybe i don't want to be in college maybe i want to do this but i actually don't know it's like cool if you don't know give it a go if you don't like it it's not for you you're kind of like oh well this was for me that uncertainty's gone i can crack on as normal i can enjoy myself a little bit more without the anxiety and kind of stress of what if you know yeah and i mean i think it's so common and in fact i'm surprised it's not more common and i think it's partly because of this sunk cost that people try a load of stuff that they didn't like doing like how could you possibly know like you might like the idea of becoming a personal trainer and then realize actually the practicality of it you don't really enjoy not you as an example but mm. like you you obviously liked the idea of teaching German and then you're like oh now I've tried this actually I don't think it is suited to me how could you possibly know that before you've tried like this is what I don't get when people are kind of like almost look down on you for like dropping out on of things or trying things and not working or like you know maybe it's the third time you've been at college doing a different course yeah of course because how on earth are you going to know like I think we expect people at like 16 17 leaving school to know what they want to do for the rest of their life like if, even if you're like oh yeah I'm really sure I want to be a lawyer you don't have a clue what being a lawyer is like mm. you don't have an absolutely any idea you just have this vague concept that that sounds like something you might enjoy doing there's no possible yeah. way you could know. So again, like I tried loads of stuff and I, I was like, oh, I really like sciences. I worked in a lab for a while, hated it because it's boring as hell. Like for me anyway, like it's not how my mind works and I like interacting with people. Like, and it might seem like a failure on the outside to some people, but like, how could you know unless you've tried doing it? So I, yeah, I think we should normalize like dropping out of things. Like I'm not saying like give up when things get hard but try things and be open to trying new things and be open to things not working because the only way you're going to figure out what it is you actually want to do is probably trying a load of things and realizing those aren't the things that you want to do yeah i back that and i like one thing i'll always be like massively kind of like impressive like respectful i was kind of like people who go to college and like do law or like do medicine like you've been in school doing maths and like King Lear and Shakespeare and like you you know you want to be a doctor or you want to cut people open to be a surgeon or be a lawyer it's kind of like if you end up actually doing that for the rest of your life like that's mad 
It's kind, of, it's kind of like you have no idea what it's like, but like you've somehow realized it's actually quite cool. But then, like, you've, you get like, I suppose, like, on the flip side, it's kind of like people who were kind of like, kind of like I said before, will kind of go along and tell themselves, I'm enjoying this because I've made this decision. Kind of, you know, it comes what 10, 15, 20, or however long down the line it, it may be. It's kind of like, you know what? Tough conversation time. I fucking hate this. Let's try something else. And the, like, yeah, that's it. Like, it's kind of like, unless you kind of give those things a go, you'll always kind of live with that kind of idea of like, you know yeah yeah agreed. agreed um i think that's kind of all the odd things i really wanted to talk about there that was an absolutely like ridiculous conversation i got a lot i got a lot deeper than i that i anticipated was gonna get not gonna lie <laughs> yeah that tends to happen i thought like you so said you were awesome and sent over some some like questions beforehand but i always feel like these are better when they just sort of flow and, yeah. yeah i very much enjoyed that thank you very much for having me on no problem at all. Yeah, you're right there. I, I've like, I've like, I've this piece of paper beside me here with all the questions I've written on it. And then I've like all these notes on the bottom. Like I haven't touched these, but I've all these people written down in the podcast I've touched on. So yeah, I agree. They're, they're way better podcasts than the kind of like off the cuff just chatting away. So that was amazing. Emma, for anyone listening who wants to follow you, work with you, you know, anything of that nature, where can they, where can they find you? So website is esgfitness.co.uk and my Instagram, which is probably the best place to contact me if you just want to have a little chat about anything, is at esgfitness. Amazing. Um, And again, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate that. And to everyone listening, um, hope you really enjoyed. Hope you got a bit of value from that. And I will see you all again next Friday.